the Creative Collective Podcast, hosted by Shomari KRL. As you guys know how we do it, we like to make sure and bring in the best of the best. And I think when it comes down to artists, when it comes down to music, when it comes down to soccer, and somebody who is determined to take the industry forward, there is no one else that I would have loved to have on this program more than the individual and the guests I have right now. So ladies and gentlemen, the guy on the screen in the shades at this time of night, <laughs> Mr. No Abla, Mr. No Seasons, Mr. Irfan Owls. My brother, thank you so much for your time, boy. How are you doing? My kind of style she like, my kind of style so sweet, oh love. Yo, love the shades. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, with that introduction, I go love it, I go love it, I go love it, I go love it. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, Irfan House is inside the Creative Collective Podcast. I really want to thank you for making the time tonight, brother. Um, you know, the mission where, where this show is concerned, getting to know and understand people from a much more in-depth view. So I'm glad that you took the time out um, for the program tonight, you know? No, this um, is time out. This is time in because this time is, a, in. is a pleasure for me to be on a platform like this, you know? Respect to you, Shamari, and everybody else who kind of trying to make things stay afloat and represent the culture in different means, different forms and fashion. So time in. We work in. Don't yeah, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, as I was telling you a bit before, before I came on, I'm going to make this as the, the big plug fit. If anybody has not seen the Grateful Virtual Concert by Irfan Alves on YouTube, I encourage everybody to look at it because before Irfan and I came on, we were speaking about the show and I told him from a content perspective, it's probably the most important thing that he has done um, for for a while that could give you such an in-depth understanding of who you are as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things I like to do about this show because we have people as tuning from all over the world, so shout right. out to everybody who's with us from the US, I have some Korean Martinique, etc., etc. as they join. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like to do about this show is to actually look at the history of everybody in case they really don't understand where they started from. Yeah. But tonight, I will make I'll, I'll make a difference in something that I have not done on the show before. So mm. as I said, I made sure and, and looked at the at, at the Grateful program today. Right. And I think as much as you can explain the history of where you came from and the 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 journey that you took into music, I think it's better that we get the explanation from the other source. So I have a clip I want to play for you right now. And when we come back from the clip, I'll just ask you a question that you will comment on it, all right? So, all right, yeah. All right. I'll just... Yeah. Excellent. My name is Bill Alves. I'm uh, the father of Ufan, young soccer artist. And Alves, retired principal primary. <laughs> no, I'm supposed to say mother. Urban <laughs> started competing at age nine. He was eight plus when he sang with Scrunter. And that said time, when he came off the stage, so I asked him, I said, you want to sing? He said, yes. I said, okay, I'll write a song for you. And I did, and he went on to win the Rosie Boys 
you know, school um, junior Calypso. And he did that, you know, three consecutive years. I mean, even that, you know, grounded my belief that he had a special talent. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I will tell you straightforward, eh? Sure. I have looked at that clip. Now, other than presenting it to be able to show tonight, I've looked at that clip like 10 times for the day for right. two reasons, right? Yeah. One, um, your mom, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Arms, Earl and, and Anne, <laughs> yeah. is, the, is, the, is the love between them now? Because and I don't know if people would have noticed it in the clip, but when he introduced himself, he gave her a little nudge now because like she like she forget like oh yeah i supposed to come in now and just the laughter and the banter between two of them is you can tell they're extremely young at heart and that was right. something for me that that was so fulfilling to see but just the fact that your parents have been so in, intricately involved in your career from since the beginning um talk to me about how important it is to have had their support and how their relationship has kind of shaped your constitution as a person. I mean, my character and my personality, you know, is just subtended on their um, norms and values. So basically, you know, without them, my, 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 my way of life wouldn't really exist now. And I never really thought about how I should present myself as an individual or as a quote-unquote artist. Naturally, growing up in a household where respect, humility, um, resilience, the idea of being charitable, it was just it was just like existing within the household and they didn't even have to tell me, Ufan, it had no time in my life my mother tell me, you have to be humble. I saw that now. Yeah. And that resonates within to the world. Right. Towards my friends and family, personally, and towards all my fans on a public and career-wise level now. So right. what you saw there was real. Yeah. I experienced that this morning. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when, when, when we just happened to, well, I had late lunch and they were just eating around the table watching news and that kind of thing. Right. But just having a vibe. And my mother was telling my father a story, right? And I left and I went in my room and come back out. And I said, hey, what's you now? You pretending like you care what she's saying. You just listening, right? Yeah. And it was a big laughter. So it's always a love. It's always fun. But it was never something that amounted to anything um, larger than life. You know, no matter how successful. If I tell you my parents' story, they came from the most humble beginnings, worked hard together, and they taught me the importance of unity and team spirit, right? right? I see everything. I you know I know what together each achieves more means, and that's why I had the organization called Team, and that's the that's the meaning of T E A M, and I learned that from them because at right. the end of the day, I never see my parents fight in a kind of way where it was close to separation or nothing like that. I understand why it is to have disagreements with people and find a way through. I learned that from them. I understand why it is to have nothing and get something out of nothing through resilience and through making ends meet. So at the end mm -hmm. of the day, I just fortunate, you know, I, it, it, it's not like if, you know, if I was this and that, big up to my parents. And if it wasn't for my parents, bro, I tell in a straight, you know, I would not be the person I am today. My character, my personality, you know, my standings in this soaker thing, as we know it, it would not be where it is right now without their support now. 
Yeah. I, I, so would you then say that their relationship has not just shaped um, your career and the way you approach your career, but it shaped um, the way that you deal with friendships, the way that you deal with business relationships in the industry? Um, because again, um, it's just that humility, that love, that respect for each other and to, to be able to be easygoing. Because the truth in fact is like you and I, we know each other a while now, wow. right? And I told I told somebody today in preparing for this when I was at ninety six point one, you actually did my second ever soca dub plate. That was um in your eyes, and you recorded it and say, "Yo, go send that to you tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And that's something that has never really changed about you and your personality. You know? mm-hmm. um, do you think that that has really been impacted a lot by looking at the type of relationship they have and by how they keep that relationship with you? Yeah. Because that's my, yo, in, 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 in Junior Sokamonak and Junior Calypso Monarch, my father is my father and manager, right? Right. He still is. I know how much he had to go again, but he's rolling strong still. <laughs> right. And this man will go to other competitors and talk to their parents and give them advice. Seriously? Yeah. And that's right. how we live. And that's how we stay. And that's how we still stay up to this day. So it's like, we believe in a holistic energy everybody involved in something for one particular reason and we want to quote unquote push the so-called global so we just believe that if we possess certain raw materials or the know-how and we see somebody who need that strength no matter what at the end of the day as a parent back in the day he just see a competitor as a young child you know who could have also been his child and if he could talk to this 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 child's parents to help them develop that individual because remember if people go back in time, the only reason my father understood and saw that I had a talent is because Crunter came down in Edinburgh 500 and he called some kids up on stage. My right. father saw me on stage, you know, just singing a little thing because Crunter gave me the mic and whatever. Right. So the first question my father asked me is, hey, you want me to write a song and, 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 and yeah, enter Rosary Boys RC Calypso competition? So right. my father was always supportive now. It didn't right. really matter to him what I wanted to do. At the end of the day, he know his role as a father was to support his child you know right. i was his second son my elder brother he was involved in football heavily and my father i saw my father support my brother up to under 17 national team and that kind of thing but right. for me you know it just happened that he spotted my talent very early so he always was interested in supporting so that's 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 just how we stay and and everything just passed down to from 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 them to me so yeah. me seeing uh my father help out other people and I, as a as a young child, not having any problem with that, I know from then, well, this energy within is real pure, and that's how I decide to live my life. So I see Shamari as a young entertainer coming up, you are the plate, I understand the game. Bless up to Shamari. Because right. I know Shamari would have been supporting me as a youth, you know, throughout, come through you and that kind of thing. We stay yeah. connected. So, yeah. Bro, humility is key, and I would never, ever, ever. I always say people don't really change, you know. People just allow themselves to be exposed. Right. When they meet opportunities, they just show their true selves. Right. Right. I don't believe that people change. So if Ufanals was like a, a, some a fellow who ungrateful and show off, my first little hint of success, you would have been here in that talk. But nah, you could yeah. say. 2012 is when I bust. You could say, oh, almost 10, 10 years later, hey, this is the same. 
because because I, I, your father said you started from about eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, was it that? And, and I, I posed this question to Voice when we had the season opener for the Collective Podcast. Um, I'd ask him if it, if music was always something that he wanted to do. And mm-hmm. he was saying that you know he used to play football. He wanted to be a footballer and whatever whatnot. Was it that for you? The the you always wanted to be in music, or was there another profession that you saw yourself? probably being in at the point in time, but you just had this undeniable talent that would have produced itself into the artist that you are right now. But it's strange enough, you know, because Voice and I went to school together. I wanted yeah. to play football too. I know it is, but that's St. George's link, boy. Something yeah, right. goes, I know yeah. it is, boy. That's St. George's I, thing, boy. I know. Voice <laughs> wanted to play football firstly, major plenty too. Right. Everybody. Um, but it just reached a point where men understand their strengths now. Right. Uh, to me, a passion, people might have various passions, but there's always one true passion that you feel most comfortable with. Right. The one that you're willing to take all the licks for. Right. That just happened to be music. Was, was there any... I like how you say that, that there's multiple passions, but there's the one that you're willing to take licks for. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything in particular where you got up one day and you realized that this is what you willing to take that licks for this is what you're really willing to do to go through the struggles and the trials and the tribulations of building a profession like this yeah bro i used to be up late in the night after 12 watching soccer monarch and thing falling wow. asleep with myself as a kid right an obsession with 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 live entertainment and seeing bungee darling and blacks and all these stars on stage destro well i i i, I I didn't witness Marshall in the competitive stage till later on, like recently. Right. In terms of like the Sokamona, like Bungie Garland was my superhero. I used right. to wait to see what stunt Bungie Garland going on too. And that kind of thing. And I just became real obsessed with that now. So right. if I actually find my archives for Junior Sokamona, I can see that the way we used to present ourselves and you know, on my team, we, it was really kind of inspired by what we used to see on the grand stage now, and that was always the ultimate goal. Right. I like right, football, right. I could have played, but it's like I never get that kind of passion. That, that that feeling and that energy when I run out on on, on stage at nine years old and never did before with Scrunter. Right. It I never feel like I never ever ever get that feeling before. And up to this day I just still remember that first time. So I just it was easy for me to make a choice. So you said nine. So, so let me ask you a question. What year was this picture? <laughs> uh, that is 2000. That year was like uh, 14 years old. Serious? Yeah. And this is um, Calyp- um Junior Soka Monarch? That right, Junior Calypso Monarch, 2005. Junior Calypso Monarch, right, right, right. Um, I have a question here seeing, um, that Mark is asking. Um, a lot of the artists who came up around the same time as you, there are a lot of artists that came up at the same time as you, you all seem to have a really good rapport. Do you think that is reminiscent of the Kaisonians of the 70s and the 80s? Mm. At the end of the day, that's all we had, I know. Right. right. In 2010, sadly, it had no junior so come on up. And I don't know why, but I believe like in comparison to from then to now, right? I don't know what really going, but not much emphasis is, is, is placed on the development of local arts and culture now. 
Mm. Calypso Monarch and Junior Soccer Monarch was like the highest level of secondary school and primary school entertainment in the country now. Right. And I believe that those things kind of falter. I really don't know why, because I wasn't going to school at but in, in recent I was involved in primary and secondary school. Right. But back then, the teachers, parents mm. used to ensure that it was a very important part of the curriculum. Right. I'm not talking about outside of school. Some students have to write their own songs. Right. Some students have to go to the studio with the teachers and that kind of thing. No. Right. And I believe that stemmed from the whole change in the atmosphere culturally in Trinidad and Tobago. Right. So talk about Second Star, I always tell people, I meet Second Star in this thing. Right. First time I met Second Star was in voice training around 2009 or 10 by Chris Tambu Hubert. Right. Second Star's father is Merchant. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Merchant, yeah. Ola Tunji. Ola Tunji's mother was Myron Nali. Rest in peace. Correct. But Ola father name a stalwart in the Calypso game. Right. Patrice Roberts been involved in this thing long time. Let me tell you some names who I met in the industry. Eh? Right. This is why when I started singing, they was doing it before me. Right. Second star, Lil Bits. Right. Patrice Roberts. Right. Orlando Octave. Mm. Ola Tunji Ewood. Karen Ashe. Roderick Chucky Gordon. Right. Right? Everybody on a level right now. It even out after the years because all, all of us kind of young, kind of around the same age. Right. That kind of energy it had back then, if you can put back the question there, let me see it. Yeah, that sure. Kinda, that kind of energy it had back then, honestly speaking, do exist now. Right. Why? Because the education system doesn't allow that. Hmm. The game changed. The teachers were a little bit more involved in culture. Right. The curriculum did not just itself to facilitate culture within recent time. Right. So, Wizilana Kaiso and Steelpan yet still up to now when them kids doing SCA and nothing in the SCA compulsory for them to really. Oh, God, give them a multiple choice self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Concerning the history of Steelpan, concerning the history of Chutney and Kaiso and Sukhamona, sometimes, right. some kind of thing like that. Right. Naturally, so our parents would have been more involved in the arts because the Calypso was a stronger brand back then. Right. But now you have younger parents who would have grown up not much, not too much in the Kaiso vibes. You understand where I'm coming from? I understand where I'm coming from. The children, them are no choice because I grew up in a house where nine years old, eight years old, ten years old, I ain't soccer when I doing my little chores weekend. Right. Calypso, my father used to buy David Rudder albums original. Shadow album, you see, I do the shadow song, um, the refix that because I grew up on that, right? But no, you're not getting that in our household, just so. So, I believe that the government should kind of link with people like myself, you know, mm. who, have a, who have a bachelor of arts and music degree. Let so them know, please, <laughs> yeah, link up with young creatives who understand the culture, who have a firm, you know, who deeply rooted within this. 
the, with the fabric, fabric and all the elements of what we know as art form. Right. us, give us. We don't want control. We just want to be involved. Yeah. Because we are big trees growing up, and everybody trying to bend these big trees. But I, I think, I think, and this is a conversation I had on the podcast on Sunday. And for everybody who didn't tune in on Sunday, we did waiting for the stage with um three members of the Carnival Band Fraternity. And um, I was speaking to Tanya from Yuma. Yeah. And basically they were identifying that, which is an agreement we all came to. And I'm sure everybody in the chat can relate to this, right? Mm. When we were growing up, um, a lot of times everybody was trying to push it into the professions that they're supposed to be in. Right. So you're supposed to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the creative arts was never really seen as a proper industry. So I always remember when I was younger, trying to be a DJ, uh, my mother was like, nah, I don't like that at all. And it's only after when she finally hear me playing and my brother was like, yo, you know, um, you son have some talent, right? Yeah. She was actually like, yeah, I listen to him now and I could understand the vision. So now that she sees that I've been doing things regionally, she all of a sudden sold on it now. And I think that one of the reasons why it is that we have not paid that kind of attention to the arts is because we haven't had people with the foresight to see that the arts is not just a, a way that, that young people and people in total can make a profession, but we've not seen the, the benefit of having the arts for our country going forward. Yeah, and that's because it's like, all right, when, when, when somebody watches so artist, Hey, what's on and come for Carnival, boy? Ex I, boy, I think I hear that. <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like, um, okay, well, I come with this and that. Um, and idea, I don't know if you was going to ask anything about no seasons. You going to hmm. say about no seasons coming up? Yeah, we, we definitely go and get to no seasons. I'm going to hold off on that. We, we definitely go and get to no seasons. But I really do think that, um, again, and that's the reason for this podcast, for people to understand the much more holistic ideas of, of, of the creative art forms, not just for soca, not just for, for, for Calypso, not just for anything in, within the carnival realm, but mm. also just creatives in total. We have people out there that can paint. We have people out there that are comedians. We have individuals with a lot of um, creative talent, but yeah. we've never, they've never been given the opportunity to express that because society here has told them you can't do anything with that. Because even Voice was saying that he went to speak to a couple of young kids and the, ch the kids asked him after, so um, outside of singing, what else do do? Because they in their mind can't see that as an artist and as an entertainer, as somebody writing music, producing music, you could actually make a career and professional for this. And I think yeah. that is one of the biggest problems in the industry. I have never worked for anybody else but Ilfan Arms in my lifetime, bro. Right. I never do summer jobs. I never do any kind of eight to four music from nine years old till now, bro. Right, right, right. That's with proper management and proper business structure in place, but it just goes to show that this is a quote-unquote industry. Yeah. And even if some people might say the structure of it locally doesn't really amount to an actual industry, cool. But right. at the end of the day, I believe each artist has the power to really build a, a specific structure which it, within themselves and the team yeah. to really make it spin off as something that would be worthy. Yeah. To really sustain themselves now, even during a time like this. Yeah, and, and we can't deny the importance, as I like to say with Chacha and my team from Group Theory, of your ecosystem. 
Mm. And clearly, your family is a big part of that ecosystem. You know, your family totally is part of the ecosystem. And that's something that I'll come back on when we actually reach that, that part of the conversation in talking about taking Soka Global. Right. Um, as an artist, I know a lot of people look at social media. They will look at everything that you post. They will look at you on stage and they will say, yo, you have the world of success. Um, but at the same point in time, has there been any one challenge that you're willing to share? Because I always like to, 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 for these stories to come out because everybody looks at the finished product, but they really don't look at the, the, the tears that go behind what you do, right? Oh. Has there been one challenge that you could think of that you're willing to share that was like, really major for you that took everything for you to get over if it was not COVID-19 because apparently I know a lot of people were saying that like that year was difficult last year was difficult going right. into this year is difficult but like even voice he was explaining that you know 16 was a tough year for him uh, another friend of mine was speaking on the, on the program was saying that even when 2010 was tough for him what would you say was like one of the major challenges that you faced in this entire journey that you've been on that you could say um, was something that actually made you stronger um, going forward? I mean, there would be many, but I'm sure there's just one in particular that, that hits home to you. Um, that, that was 2017. Right. So, <laughs> boom now, 2012 reach, big tune, the, um, In Your Eyes. Right. Uh, the artist bus. Right. <laughs> Everybody... Happy for the artists. Everybody happy for the artists. No, it's just my father and I. Eh? Right. My father didn't do any course in management. No, my father was involved in the union back in the day and he was a project control manager at TSTT. Right. So he has an idea of corporate management. Right. Not really too much of music industry management. So he right. took his knowledge from that to kind of make it work for me, right? Right. And plus just the passion and and drive just to support your son. To support your son, correct. Daddy, 2013, nothing. Hmm. Dog, when I say nothing, tunes not playing on radio. Wow. I'm looking for an event. Men singing and saying, man, boy, stop singing. Yeah. That, that kind of vibes. Yeah. And for me, I'm a little bit of gangster in me now. <laughs> and I, I no, I don't I, I I don't give up. I never give up on nothing. Anything I want to do in life, bro. Right. I, I just go for it by any means. Right. So I take all my licks. At first I could not understand it because I feel as though you know you had a thing. But mm. it's there and then I realize that down here it's real unforgiving and no matter who you are, where you have been before, even if it's the carnival, the previous carnival, we have this stupid mentality of the race starting over, and once you don't come with a quote-unquote hit song, hit or song. your solid contribution doesn't manage to reach because sometimes men have good tunes. Right. I don't even know, Shamari, we are not going to that. Sometimes it just don't surface. It don't surface, right? Right? 2013 come in, and it just sold banger seat for me. <laughs> I was in my mother and my father's house. I ain't no rent up here. I ain't no child of mine, so I kind of sail through it now. Right. It was real hard, bro. Right. And I say, you know what? I gotta learn everything. You so, remember what, what was this what was the song the songs that, that year that you had released? You remember? Ah, that song called Can Wait for the Girl Dem. Remember that? Right. And that no wait, that I'm mixing it up. Alright. 13 was um I never. Girl, I never, never, 
Right, yes, yes. Right. So I want to fast forward now. So I catch back in um 14 with bumper bounce and contagious all day we drinking with blacks there. Yes, now we bump we bumps and bumping barbie yeah. all that. Yeah. 2015 was bumper like rain, 2016, um intentions. I think I want right. to touch. Bro, you see 2017? Same thing happened in 2013, happened in 2017, bro. I performed in Sokamona from since 2012. Mm. I that 2017 semi-finals was my best presentation in Sokamona ever. If yeah. anybody is a true follower of me, that's when I post the video about so, my, 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 my disappointment in the Sokamona committee, and that was a big bacchanal. That was, big the, first time, that was the first time I, 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 in, in local terms, they say you jump out yourself and you post something on social media. All DJs and artists are like, yo, take down that video. And I say, no, I'm not taking it down. Right. That year, I thought 2013 was like, see, that 2017 year, well, at that point in time, Orlando's manager was my real good friend. Right. So I used to roll with him. Mm-hmm. I got in an accident 2016, the car I drove. So I had no vehicle and that kind of thing. It was a kind of real rough timing. Right. And uh, I rolled it over Orlando that year. Right. Same thing again. Man, seeing you in the dance. Oh, you performing next or The full well know you ain't booked for the event. <laughs> Sorry for laughing. No, you laugh. Is it, I laugh. I laugh. Is, it that, is, it, is it true? Because as a DJ, it's the same thing to Oh, dog. You, you ain't playing tonight. And it's like, no. Nah, yeah. like, yeah. So, no, 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 no. I was in the party with that, dog. What's going on? I can see what's going on. <laughs> we are the same come and say nah, it's all right thing. Oh, I don't know. You see that time I went to that kind of zone and I just meditate everything and I just kinda went I pull right back, pull right back, pull right back. It had certain people who I thought was on my side who understand on my side. It had certain people who I feel was wishing me well. I realized well within the years from twelve to now that the frequency of their appearance physically was only when man was sailing high. Exactly. Sailing low. Right. Whether it be support online or whether it be support physically, I find enough seeing them now. Yeah. And it's only my father is the most consistent man in my whole matrix. Right, right, right. So I pull right back, I fly out, and I went and shoot a video in New York. And that was the music video for Overdue. Overdue. Which, uh, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, right now has 15 million views on YouTube. Yeah. Eh? Right. But, at any top 15 or top 16 most viewed soccer songs of all time. Correct. Right? Correct. So I say, uh, Adverb Media, I say, bro, let me go to New York. Just me and you alone. We want a big crew. Right. And let's shoot this video. And I'll come back and I'll stay quiet because all that time I ain't going nowhere. I right. had two gigs for, this, for the year. Because, you know, one time I had song in January, February. It's safe. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we are this so sweet now and the dingle thing and rah, 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 all now, that'd be nice. You can't yeah. talk to me now. We can watch that. When, when the boy pumping high, Shumari, all in the carnival has been an auto, you know. <laughs> I can't remember this thing on Facebook. I mean, on, on, on Instagram, I was in St. Lucia last year. Correct. Yeah. I was yeah. in St. Lucia. Yeah, yeah. I don't have yeah. a place to. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, I take my time. And that song have a kind of deep purpose now. Everybody feel overdue is that kind of love and thing but that that song come off come from a certain place where i was really soul searching and 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 and, and digging real deep within myself and i didn't really plan to come with that song right. that song 
was the outcome of my journey and it resonate. Right. And I just sit on my you see how I play the piano in Grateful Life. I usually play the piano not for live performances, but when I write in. Right. I always go and write on the piano. I write right. on the piano when I'm not too as go for some reason when I when I go on a piano to write a song is when I'm not two hundred. Right. And I play in uh, by myself home. It just me in the living room and I play in that piano. A, a, a old lady blessed me with a piano. I repeat her auntie Nina's grandmother, yeah, or mother thing. It did, blah, 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 blah. And I send the voice note to my producer, Lunatics Production. He said, dog, hit. I say, sure. He said, yeah. And that was it. 2018, yeah. from then. So, yeah. so all the dark times I had, I'm grateful for it, same way now. Would you say that that was, and that's a way, great way for us to pivot to grateful. Would you say that that was one of the motivations for grateful in terms of putting together a, a production like that? And again, I want to let everybody know that if you have not seen grateful on YouTube, on Ufan Alb's YouTube page, I endorse that you take a look at grateful because if you need to really understand certain things and not just certain things, but to understand the depth of of where Ufran comes from with the music, mm. that's a very very good representation of that. So, but yes, let me tell you, let me tell you why I'm in that party grateful. I I be real honest, right? I talk in plain, I talk in straight. Two thousand and I think it's either eleven or ten. Right. Sachi used to work on is Red Boy. It was it was it probably was it was Red before Boom. Correct. Yo, Sachi's one of the. First man who called me and say, "Hey, it's it's a song called the other one." He say, "Hey, come, let me build a tune. Let me help you build that tune." Right, right. And I would always remember that because I never really get a call like that again, right? Hmm. When over you came, bro. Artists, DJs, producers, people involved in the entertainment circle. You know what they say about that song? They say. It's nice, but that's not really a carnival song. That is a soca song. And I kind of confused now. Because remember, I give my all in that tune. Now, eh? It's like, the nut on me and I had to prove myself all again. Right. I released a song in September. Nothing. October, nothing. November. Bro, you see December into January. Mm. Everybody who said they didn't like the song, all of a sudden, they like it. And you know what? I call my party grateful right. for one group of people. You see my fans? Right. Them alone build that. Overdue is not a radio hit because DJs push it and make it become a radio hit. Right. Overdue became what it was because when you go on the top 100 iTunes, you were seeing it in the top 10 for a while. Right. When the foreigners came to Trinidad in the last week of Carnival, they were running up on DJs and say, Hey! We're not hearing the song. Y'all, you, you guys don't hear. We're not playing man, you you, man. What's going on with you, man? Eyes are over you catch. Blessings yeah. to every DJ who would have probably put in the works and that kind of thing. But what I'm saying is when the song dropped, it didn't get the love I thought it would have received. Because I had space where I come in hard. Right. Thing. But it was like shh. Weird, weird, weird. And it kind of soaking and it cooks me. But when it catch, that was it. You know, I, right now, big up to my boy. He didn't even rate it. 
I, I wanna I wanna ask you something about that, huh? Because and uh, this is a question I should have asked a couple of guys before, but I'll make the, this the first to you because obviously we are people who tuning in um again because of your successes. Right. But as a soccer artist, and I, I guess you can't I speak for everybody. I stop calling myself right. soccer. as true as an artist, right? Mm -hmm. Um you putting out content, and again, unfortunately, um, it's set for that time of the year, which is something we'll come back to because we're trying to get out from that thought process, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you feeling is this be like when, as you rightfully say, when you release a song and you now put hours into the studio, weeks into writing, wherever you make sure and do everything proper, I just not getting any any love at all. What like what does feel like for, for individual cars? So a guy before posted up um let me see if I could find that comment. Yes, I'm um, talking about um, that song I did with Marshall. Still one of his favorites. So I think you talk about Terrible, right? Um, but at the same point in time, you have done songs that you could swear in your heart and passion that this song is going to be a hit. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, it's really hitting or connecting with, 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 with the audience or whatever. How far artists that feel? Because I think a lot of people take that for granted and that is something I want people to really understand. Bro, 2018, me. So after all, what do you catch now? You're making sense, you know. I like this in interview because chronological or chrono chronological order. Yeah, right? order. <laughs> yeah. So 2018 overdue. Release 2017, this um September coming to 2018 carnival. Right. Now we have during the year, I have the No Seasons initiative. Right. I release No I Blind Me. Right. I say again, this is nice. They go like right. this. Mm. Salt. <laughs> May, June, July, August. Right. Only because September is a time when a lot of soccer start releasing the songs for the following year. Right. No, I'm like things to mix with. Hmm. That is when the song catch. Right. Right. And that's straightforward. Around July, so I say F that. Right. But well, I'm pushing the song no more though. I'm not right. But the people again that are grateful for that is why I name up where they even grateful. Right. They start a, the volume of the stream start to go up, go up, go up, go up, and they start to request it. And right. they start to post it. So people see now reposting girls from all over the world dancing to Noah Blah. Right? The Venice villains who here in Trinity right now, they start to post it. I want to go and perform in certain places. It's possible. Me and think the song's strong enough. If I had 10 minutes to perform on a stage, I might not include it. I remember performing at a, a specific club in Trinidad and Tobago. Right. Some days, none of these. Some weeks after the song was released, I perform and I come off the stage and I go, I go up in a VIP lounge. Right. I see about 10 Venice come. Oh, you know, sing no abla, you know, can't tell no abla. I said, yeah. come back, come back, come back, sing. And it's then and there I realized, well, oh boy, I need to pay more attention to the grown boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're actually on me. Yeah. So, it's a kind of despondence that can really mash up and destroy your equilibrium. But I say, you know what, EAC 2018, let me focus on the social media. And let me, right. so, let me focus on the core fans because the core fans, the strength of their core fans will kind of resonate on to people who might just be listeners. And yeah. if it's strong, if the quality is strong enough, 
you know, it could spin off and make sense now. But yeah, yeah. yeah boy. I mean, as a young artist coming up, bro, I not working on eight to four. I put in my all into this. Yeah. Uh, I have been through a lot and I just stand firm and I just hold it out now. Yeah. But, yeah, the, yeah. The, it, it, Everybody, I don't, I see. I don't. I like this interview because I'm talking a lot of things I never seen before. Which, which, which is what we appreciate with with the collective. That's really what it is about. Yeah. It? So, people would not really, people would never see that from me because when it comes to my social media, ninety nine percent of the time is total positivity, and it's good vibes only, and I focus on all the positives. But behind behind closed doors, like anybody else in life, like yeah. any other business. You don't know what, man. No, people doesn't know. I, in fact, I, I tell people, social media is a snapshot of what somebody wants to show you, you know, right? Uh, and there are, there are people that use it to be able to put a part of themselves, yes. Mm. But many people live in one particular life on social media. But when you see where it is going on behind the scenes, it's totally different from that individual who posting up the pic with a fantastic filter and a great comment below, you know. You understand? Yeah. So that's yeah. why for me, again, that's why I brought the question where I brought it because obviously individuals would see success, but they don't understand the challenges that go to that success. And not just that, as an artist and as a creative, a lot of people will see you doing certain things or they would see a process going on and they wouldn't understand the process. And yeah. they would say... They would say that, you know, you have, as you rightfully say, you put out songs that are particular and people ask you, yo, you're in singing tonight, whatever, whatnot. So imagine as an individual treating an artist as a person. How would that feel? How would you see yourself in that individual? Yeah, I, I kind of, like during this time, yeah. I am very careful how I interact and deal with people. Careful of the jokes I make with people because at the end of the day, we don't know how people going through. It's how people lose their jobs. It's how people lose everything. Yeah. And, and you could be speaking and seeing life from a real privileged or fortunate stance. Correct. You understand what people are going through. Correct, correct, correct. I I, I, I really enjoy 2020. I don't want to sound crazy. Seriously? I, 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 I enjoy 2020 because it allowed me to experience, all my, to experience part of myself I didn't even know exist. I didn't know I that strong. Right. Because every time I go in a creative space, people balling, and I say my warm to them. Right. Not knowing I put myself in a kind of position where things have to go on, things right. have to happen. It are, honestly, it are some days where I lie down and say, uh, I don't want to do nothing today. Right. True. Everybody right. human. Correct. But eventually, in the grand scheme of things, the only time I go in and feel a kind of way, bro, yeah. it's the 15th and the 16th of this month. Yeah. I ain't ready for that. <laughs> so no. your can your carnival to banker start long time already. No, I, I, I it has start yet, bro. <laughs> it's going to start carnival Sunday. Where take you go and do carnival Monday and Tuesday? I don't know. Huh? <laughs> I don't know, bro. That is the only thing I'm not prepared for. I'll be honest. I don't know what I go and do. Yeah, like, I, and... I wish I get about six virtual bookings for. <laughs> <laughs> it's bumper like red one. Hey, Juve morning, you wake up and you have nothing to do, boy. No, you can imagine Carnival Monday morning and you in traffic going to the office. If you if you're somebody that's working, look at that. Boy, not even a radio could make me feel good about myself. <laughs> no. Yeah, man. No, 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 no. That's I, a... I ain't ready for that one, but otherwise. 
I enjoy it. I, 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 well, I, I, I kind of lose it. I didn't start back, but I was in a real dread workout regime. Right. Diet, health and fitness. And I, I follow. I, I, I read books. I read right. make use of the time because I don't like to be bored. Right. I have to do something. But as soon as things start coming in, you know, we have things to prepare for for the grateful experience and people started calling for virtual lives and rah, 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 rah. Right. But within the height of it, like when you know, the announcement was made, March, April, yeah. I find all kind of thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I want to um, let the people who are on Facebook join us know that um, we can't see your comments for whatever reason. So if it is that you've been commenting on Facebook and you're not seeing your comments coming up, uh, if you do it on YouTube, we'll see your comments. But for whatever reason, we're not seeing your comments come up here. But I'm seeing all the YouTube comments. So again, if you guys have any questions for Ufon, make sure and shoot it up in the YouTube comments. Yeah, I really like questions from the people. Um, something I wanted to ask you as well too, the, yeah. the, the grateful virtual experience. Yeah. Um, one of the things I appreciate uh, as somebody, just like how you say you appreciate stage, I appreciate production. Yeah. And I appreciate storytelling because to me that is that is why I, I that is what I knew myself as to be from since I was younger a storyteller, and just for anybody out there who would have want to know what kind of work goes into preparing something like Grateful the virtual experience and how different is that from actually doing Grateful a live show with a, a live concert in particular. That, I don't know, it's so weird, and I don't even know how, but it's the same amount of work, boy. That was real stressful for us. Right. I don't even understand how, but I feel it's because we don't really do it much. Yeah. And it was a new thing to put in place. Right. But it was a lot of work, a lot of sleepless nights. Equally as expensive? Nah. Think right. of equally as expensive, but equally stressful. Right. And Right. I don't know how because you know no crowd there and ticket to sell. <laughs> I don't even understand how, but it was a lot, and I feel it's because you can't the time kind of run up on you. Right. You can wait until see in a sense where you can do it. Right. And then like three, four weeks before you and the like we can't even include the audience. This is it. I feel like you know the the uncertainty of the time now. Right. During this pandemic. Plus the stress levels of how you would cater for yourself and others to be in this space to make sure I could work. Um, sponsors kind of in a weird position. Yes, they are. You know, sure that a budget differently because blah blah blah. How could this be applicable to what we trying to do? What the spinoff gonna be with returns? Rah rah rah. Thing on it by thing is is a lot of new. Is a new 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 ground. But I, I believe that between like last summer to the end of last year yeah a lot of things were put in place for us to understand basically all right how this virtual world is supposed to function yeah and we're seeing more and more of it now second are the first in crowd audience live, live experience here yeah. more and yeah. more people be doing it now they understand the protocol blah blah blah, blah. so at the point in time when i did it bro it was real tough I think it's safe to say for anybody as well that performing virtually is quite different than performing live on stage. I say that point too because um, I was looking at back to um, um, I was back to Blue the Eddie yeah. and um, a couple one or two DJs whose names I wouldn't call because it's my partners too. Um, they were on. I was watching it with a friend of mine and she was like, "Why is he shouting at me? I right here in front of the TV." <laughs> yes, that. so I think 
people, we still trying to get adjusted to what it means to perform for people in a virtual space. And it is a challenge to be able to do that because again, as an artist, you are accustomed drawing that energy from the crowd. Mm. Now you literally have to draw energy from a cell phone or a camera on a computer or, or pre-recorded something. And that is a real challenge. That is a challenge. I was telling a band recently, I say there was asking me how I want to perform this song. I said, no, let me go song by song right down. And right. the time when people want to enjoy the songs live and see us sing it, they yeah. are jump and wave in front of you and they get carried away. And it's yeah. in and out of key and shouting and that kind of thing. I still right. like, present these songs. I don't want to do no low, not too much low, nah, and yeah, yeah. too much talking. So let me sing this song for the people. Yeah. I, this is something that would turn out to be a live performance recording that would stay on YouTube for years. So yeah. it's a, a shift in the, the whole atmosphere and how you perform and present yourself to the people as well. And I think it's more important too because, and you would notice, it's about a lot of times people release a song. You might release a song, and everybody know the chorus, you know. But when it started to reach down now to the, and they're like, bah, 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 bah. it's how people there who love over you, and they know none of the lyrics to over you. You understand? That's not. I'm a breakdown. Over you come like so sweetest over you's baby in terms of the confusion with the lyrics, right? Uh, right. To do a lyric video for so sweet soon. But the the the, 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 the the chorus was so sweet is when them girl get a taste, them could have swear Cadbury sponsor me. Right. All night long. Enough girl get weak in at the knees, um a flavor right as in flavor right as in good and right. right as the local Trinidadian ice cream flavor oh, right. Right, 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 right. Flavor right feels so sweet all night long. Right. My kind of style she like, I'm say my kind of style so sweet. Oh hold on. My kind of style she like, I'm say my kind of style so and the girl says, I'm say take control like you belong. Take control like there's your space, there's your house. Right. Rough it up like when the cops come. Now I wrote right. that song when Black Lives Matter was pumping high when they had all the thing in the US. But they say rough it up like when the cops come, you know the double meaning with that if it is you and you know what you're for. Right. Rough it up like when the cops come. I afraid I damage it, so now I slow down. But she say increase the speed over the cruise now. She says she never feel this kind of loving in she life, oh Lord. She feel mm -hmm. like it's a sign of the times. Then I say, well, baby girl, if this is the last day of your life, two of we go go down in a passion of vibes. You know, passion of Christ was the last day of Christ. Oh, right, 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 right. right, right. If this is the last day of your life, two right. of we go go down in a passion of vibes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I posted the lyrics on my Twitter, so if anybody want to see the entire song. Nah, it's important, it's important. I have, because... a, little lisp, I have a little kind of lisp, lisp <laughs> and it's kind of tie up my lyrics and thing, but that's all right. Nah, I, but make it more interesting. At the same point in time, Twitter, plenty of people out there that will listen to a song and they have no idea what the lyrics are. I tell you, I, I quite certain, I have a friend, she said to sing Brave to me the other day. And after she said, brave, be ready. And it's like, come in front of me. Hey, boy. Um, I saw I saw uh, my brethren Mark asked a question a little while ago, and I want to get it. And I think it's it's it, it probably is is as I'll go back to it in you. But I saw Mark's question, and he was basically asking how important it is, especially for, for artists to be musically literate, at, especially at this point in time. And I know why you asked that question, eh? but you are a person, you write music, you can play instruments. How important is it to be musically literate as an artist? 
Um, there are people who never get the opportunity to attend certain institutions because of their personal life. Right. And then there are people like myself who was fortunate enough to experience levels of education. Right. Beneficial to me in the long run. So, so I can say from my privileged stance educationally that everybody who involved in the arts compulsory for them to enter UWE or get some kind of accreditation. But in terms of how important it is, education is key in all aspects. It, yeah. But, but, but see, the difference with music. And other careers in life is that everyone is musically inclined to different extents. That's, Everybody that's could sing. Everybody yeah. could vocalize something. That is why when I go in a fet and I say, make my ball out, the whole crowd sing. Whoa, uh. Yeah. Some people might be out of key, some people might be in key, but the vocalizer same whoa oh oh. Right. So that's why I have a lot of people who are not really musically inclined falling into the the, the, the the business and they might catch a hit song where it'd be a funny thing or a song that just catch and they get through and just so boom. The man right. was in the corner or the DJ who used to be spinning or the announcer who used to be on radio or the comedian they sing a song and they get through. Right. But because music is a very creative art form, right. different le- levels of the creativity would allow people to kind of reach in places based on where they stand or based on the position in life. When you're a DJ, you have influence, you sing a song and it catch. Right. But when it become when it comes to the importance of it, if you really serious about a craft and a passion, mm. if I want to go, if I want if I am informed six in St. George's College and my goal in life is to become a doctor. I can't just go by our doctor and say, hey, I just give a little teaching. I will come by every... I will show me how to shoot needle and thing. Shoot needle and thing, yeah, so yeah. You're going to UWE or you're going to whichever university and you have to have bio and chem and whatever from secondary school. Right. And you're going and get yourself an education. Right. Education, wherever it might be, degree, PhD, whatever level. Right. But the tricky thing about music now is that all of us have it within us to express ourselves. So if you're born in, in America, hip-hop is the, the dominant genre. Right. Naturally, you might have a knack for hip-hop. And you can become something without going to music school. Right. So when it comes to how important, that is a kind of tricky thing to un, uh, answer. Because some of the biggest artists in Trinidad and Tobago do have a degree like Urfan House. True. True. But Urban hasn't reached the heights at that level in their career that they are rich yet. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of weird now. Yeah. And yeah. I saw a tweet the other day. It say, um, talent don't beat everything. It's hustle. Hmm. Now, as we grew up, hustle is a kind of negative connotation to the mind of a businessman. But when they say hustle, it really means how you could take your raw material and turn it into something and push it out to the matters, ma- masses. That's yeah. why say he could sell snow to a snowman. Right. So it's all who willing and able to sell snow to the snowmen. Yeah, right, 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 right. So on one angle, to answer that question, I could just say, yes, 
it is it, it is it is necessary. Right. But at the end of the day, business wise, if you have the know how and the ability to sell a product that mightn't be as great as somebody who went to the university to get a bachelor of arts in music, yeah. you win, bro. Yeah, and that's yeah. the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. And I treat is that's the difference between music and other disciplines. That is it. And, and the truth is that there are a lot of guys out there who are really great at their professions. And they probably really never had formal training, you know. You know, they just have a natural knack fit. And wow. then actually when they get the formal training, there's like, oh, so this is what I was doing. And if, if you was at a hundred in skill, when you get a formal training, you're about 200 now, you know. And that is why as much as I do think that is, it is important, if it is that you do have some level of, of, of music and, and understand of it like that. At the mm. same point in time, you're right. There are guys out there with natural talent and they just never had the opportunity to go to school. They, they weren't around the ecosystem of people to train them in that kind of way. Yeah, it's all people who have a big mechanic garage and they never went in um, yeah. National Energy Skill Center. No. <laughs> yeah, it's all big tilemen and tradesmen who never went and learned a thing. They, they start up next time and watch and they get through. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Uh, it, 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 it's different, and I don't. I I can't. I can't knock nobody who never went to school. Yeah. My father have no secondary school education. Right. But my father educated himself a long life's road and journey, where he end up in certain institutions in life. That now, if you don't have a formal secondary education, it can't reach. Right. Right. So right. It's, it's how you adapt and, and and angle yourself to reach where to reach and achieve where to achieve. Yeah, I agree with that. As as you say, Father, which is a real good pivot to to, to the next thing I was going to ask you, and we basically get on to no seasons. Mm. And understand no seasons. Because you said something earlier, which kind of correct, man, I was glad for that, that you don't look at yourself as a soca artist, which yeah. I think yeah. which I think now is an important thing that I'm going to stress any single time I do a live with anybody. Um, I want to play a clip from, from the Grateful um, Virtual Experience where he was explaining in, in, in his understanding, and I have to say, speaking with a particular level of power and authority, what no seasons really means. And, you know, if you could comment on that on, on the next episode, is it? Yeah. Soka Global is a mission of Fanizan, right? And that mission in his heart, he believes that Soka music is one of the greatest music on earth, right? It can be played anywhere. It is liked by almost every nook and cranny, whatever part of the world here, Soka, they appreciate the music, right? And the music is growing. He wants to grow with it. He wants to take this music to the wider community. That's why he say he pushed the Soka global. Yeah, oh. I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate about that clip. Huh? Um, yep. Two things again. One, your mm -hmm. father speaking about where you're doing a level of power and authority. Because yeah. look, my 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 mom's know she knows that I've been involved in music for the last couple of years. She can tell everybody, you know, my son is a DJ, but she can't really give them any detail or nothing. You know, if I tell her, she probably don't even know I have a podcast named the Creative Collective. So she'd be like, I call her the stars, and I call her a live to just her, alive, what is that? So, 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 so that's one thing. So I, I really appreciate the fact that, that he of himself speaks to what it is that you're trying to accomplish at a particular level of authority. Yeah. Um, but, the, but the second thing is, I, I saw that you, you did a conversation a couple of weeks ago, um, and I shouted out to that guy, I think it was the Carib Vox um, mm -hmm. magazine. 
And essentially, you were saying to him that you believe that Soka um, is in a good place right now. Um, for anybody who, who may be wondering, why would you think that? Why do you really, really think that Soka is in a good place right now? Why do you think Soka is in a good place? I, I have my, my two cents about where the industry is and what's the challenge of it. But I really want to hear why it is and just explain to everybody why you think Soka is in a good place right now. No, I only say that because at the end of the day, this is the great reset. I think you mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I did. So if something reset, I mean, every stakeholder within whether it be the music industry or health, education, economics, have a chance now to reevaluate themselves. Right. Comparison to where they were before to the now. And right. The right. That's why I say so kind of good position right now. Right. I didn't mean to say that we're doing the right thing yet. <laughs> so so if you can identify at least two things that you think needs to improve right now as a collective, because as your father said, there's a mission that you own, right? And I think you've been on this mission long before the concept of first of all Cornea Socrates. Mm -hmm. I was like, you had to go through that process to remind yourself he's not so conscious, you're an artist. Because yes. as your dad said, when you were younger, he always saw in you that ability to be a performer and he supported that. That performer is not something that is um, single out just because of one time of the year. It's mm -hmm. somebody who has it innately in them. Yeah. Um, what do you think we need to do right now to improve or to, to get to a point where we're starting to do some of the right things? If you could give me two examples. You know, we don't even have a union, so we need to form a union. Right. For example, Trinidad and Tobago Unified Calypsonians Organization. Right. Which we know as TUCO. Right. They are the people responsible for, like, a margin case who don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, if it is Ufana House of an idea that is called, you know, Seasons Project. Right. Pretty of an idea that might be in contrast to the Ilfanaus No Seasons project. Right. What the union would now do is bring the two artists together to try to make sense of it. Right. Right now, this is hypothetically speaking, right? Of course, Pretty is on board the No Seasons project, but I'm just saying. So, for example, if it is you have two artists who might be, you know, within the same generation or soccer, yeah, be in contrast of what they're trying to push. The union would now come as the mediator to try to bring all the words together and make sense of what everybody trying to do. Right. So if I do a No Seasons project since 2016, right, and I believe the progress is very slow in terms of the, uh, I shouldn't say support, because it's not really my thing, it's really for the good of Soka, the growth and develop, the sustainable development of the art form. Right. I believe that I thought that it would catch on real fast because everybody on the same page in terms of knowing what we have to do to keep the momentum going after Carnival. Because no seasons really mean that Carnival is just a part of Soka. Soka is not a part of Carnival. Right. So just a season, but Soka. I mean, sorry, Carnival is just a season, but Soka is not a season. Right. So after Ash Wednesday, you know, Soka will still release so that it will increase the engagements between the fans and the artists. So when the um, fans realize that we're still producing music, they will continue to stream it. And right. that iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify 
Tidal, Google Play, Amazon Music would understand, well, all right, we've seen an increase in the wave. When they watch the charts, it would usually go up from October up to January the following year. Right. And then go right back down to zero because nobody from the mecca of Soka really producing that music consistently now. Right. So I was telling somebody who was doing an interview with me yesterday, she's a student of St. George's College in Form 4. Yeah. A CXC project. I say, hey, Smalley, if you have a bakery and you open your bakery January and February and across the road, next man who have a bakery too, have his bakery open for the rest of the year, who will make more money? Right. Who will have a bigger impact? Right. Who customers will continue to go to and who they will take more seriously? Right. She said the bakery over the road. I said, right, that was going on with Soka right now. If you're a reggae and dancehall and hip-hop over the road, who produced it? The reggae, some fest, you know? That's yeah. the December and thing, you know? Yeah, they did, they did. That come like the carnival. Yeah. But still, during the year, they continue to produce music. So yeah. that one say, you know, let me stop more myself and Soka artists because I'm not seasonal. I produce in Soka music throughout the year and any other genre of the like that world year urban throughout the year because if I call myself a soccer artist now, what are watching me? Yeah. The group here. Yeah. What you say is a soccer artist right now if we're being real? That is people who just make music for carnival. For... <laughs> correct, correct. I try to cut myself away from that and, and, and start over the thing and come into a stance where, all right, we say soccer. that's why I explain the thing with you with Noah Blah. Why it is they only support Noabla when it is everybody else that I release music for the next year? And Julia right. doing my thing from Soka 2018 Noabla, <laughs> Soka 2019. I never tell Julia do that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was saying no seasons project. So that wanna that, that two are the things we have to do. We have to create a union where everybody will be on the same page, and everybody have to start releasing music throughout the year. But do you, do you think? And this might be a very controversial question to ask you, but I'm willing to go there just because of the nature of the conversation. I might say no comment or I might answer it. Do you think that a lot of the artists right now are on that mindset that the music is supposed to be produced for the entire year? And the reason why I ask that is because um, I remember talking to Just Jay from Barbados last year on the Groove Theory one-on-one podcast. And he was saying that from the, the, the economic side of it, um, for him, it don't make any sense producing music because it, there are no shows, there are no bookings, the music has not reached the level where it could get um, the kind of streams needed for it to make the kind of money that you need to make. And when an artist now has to invest the money into production, mastering, etc., 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 by the time that's done, if the music has not taken off, he has no way right now to recoup the money that he would have spent. You understand? So there was a big discussion I was having for a couple of months and, t- and me telling people that I thought this was supposed to be probably one of the most important carnival seasons, and I use that in with the ever. Mm-hmm. Because now if we call ourselves the Mecca of Carnival, the Mecca of Soka, et cetera, et cetera, and we don't take it that seriously enough going into this year where there's no season, so to speak, yeah. What does that say now about our seriousness in really producing music in the long run? So that's what I've been asking myself. I mean, you, I told somebody Second Star Concert was one of the most important things that happened for the year because he took a chance to do that. You understand? Yeah. So, so for me, do you think that that is a general consensus ar- around the, the industry when it comes down to artists and the music and, and the industry as it is right now? Remember, I tell everybody in different... Um positions in the life right now no? right 
So he can't really knock a man if he say it's not financially possible for him to do it. Right. But at a time when I was like 12, 13, I get fever. And my mother can't remember by the doctor. And the doctor said I just, you know, growing pains. And you catch a fever because you growing. Right. And the only thing constant in life is change. Correct. And it just hardly ever be sweet. Right. If I get leave you and I get a new girl and that process of change has never been nice. Well, sometimes. I'm talking about the period in which you have to leave. We have to leave and part. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. So we have to leave that whole kind of understanding where you know, we supposed to make money and then thing and for the carnival, make sure I hit for the carnival and then no. Yeah, but uh, fun. Uh, so fun. Wait, I not done yet. I not done yet. <laughs> I not done yet. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I spoke to producers who I deal with. Right. Had conversations with them. Right. Bro, not enough money making. So if I was giving an X amount of thousand dollars for a track, let me split the master now. Nah, and let me and you play the art pay the artwork man together and pay the mixing engineer and the mastering engineer together now. Nah. So right. this track is not earth and I'll paying you for this full production no more. Both right. of us have rights to the song totally. Right. One man will be the executive right owner to deal with the people if it is anything corporate-wise or any exploitation of the musical piece. Right. I'm not making no excuse, Shamari, as in why it is I must stop making music. So if it is all the producers that go by saying, nah, bro, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, doing it like that. You have to bring 10,000, 20,000 to me. All yeah. right. Well, I can start to produce by myself now. <laughs> right. Shumari, I do a grateful mixtape. A huge percentage of this stuff on that is not my original works. Right. I download the beat on them from online. The memories mixtape that is now a big carib ad. Right. I drive in on the highway and I can't next to my plane the uh, Maroon 5 and I like it and I say, you know what? I go in and rip that from YouTube and sing my I version. Think, right. That thing. Okay. I, that, that cost me zero dollars. Yeah. yeah. I release it online. I'm a grateful mixtape because I don't want to infringe your copyright. It's once it's written a musical work or the mixtape thing, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. I put it on the YouTube version with the visual um, presentation with me and the carnival aesthetic. You know, right. but understand what I'm trying to present. Make sure I put this music. is This is an unofficial blah, blah, blah. It's not selling on iTunes. It's not selling on Spotify anyway. Right. Carib called me to remix that to do an ad. Right. Money in the bank. Yeah. So it's not like if I go in and sleep and say, boy, I don't fetter performing, boy, oh God, back, I do nothing, boy, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, it's not the thing. <laughs> that you know me. So if other yeah. artists want to be like that, die them. And if it is yeah. a man that in a mental state or a physical state to do it, okay, cool. All yeah. I say is that is not earth and elves now. But that, that, that then goes back to the, the innovation. So the thing is a personal thing at the end of the day. That that goes to the invention meeting innovation, and at the end of the day, I mean, at this point in time, you have to be innovative. You have to be innovative with your works, you know. And as you, as you rightfully say, we, I mean, we can't speak to those that maybe not any mental spot to do it. Because I could tell you, I've, I speak to a couple of DJs, um, people in the pro promoters, event coordinators, and there yeah. are those out there who just not in the mental space to do it now because it, the spirit, not in it, the mind, not in it, and they just need to center themselves before they do it. But I still do believe that there are some guys that just about the hustle and it's no show to go and run in. So, you know, 
Move on to move on. Move on to your next address. Yeah. <laughs> One, eight, two. <laughs> buying scrap iron or battery buying. I've seen um, Mark asking, what about albums? Do you think it's important for the development of the art form for more artists to put effort into producing albums? Well, all I said... All they're not doing and get no album from me no time soon. <laughs> because no seasons is your roadmap towards an album. Right, right. I'm not going and spend over a hundred thousand dollars on an album and all you're not buying it. <laughs> and I'm not blaming all you on not buying it right. because we the artists never present an atmosphere for all you to continuously support us during the year. Wow. So wait for 2023 or something for album from Ulfanas when I feel like alright, it gonna make sense. I talking plain, I talking straight in you know, album. Yeah, being transparent, just... being transparent, yeah, yeah. Now, Marshall release an album every year. He could do that. He compiled the 10, 12, um, 13 songs, the thing, and blah. But yeah. as for me, within my stance of things, I'm not doing an album expensive, especially if you have to buy out your masters. Yeah. Right now, masters going at 30, 40 grand TT. Right. I can do 10 songs for that. <laughs> and only not streaming my thing, boy. Only going to rip it from YouTube. No. But I'm not blaming them because I do it too. I buy an album, I rip it from YouTube. I like, no real talk going to school. Right. You rip it from YouTube and you put it on your phone. Right. That is right, the right. culture. So right, right. when when the time comes when it would make business sense for me to contribute an album, sure. Right. But yeah, big up yeah. to all the artists who take it. So I everybody willing to take a certain kind of licks. It's about like I take it with the no seasons and then it like certain other men go take with Bring another album. Me right, taking right. the album next because that's expensive licks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sorry. I see now. So, so why is it after all these years as a local genre that soccer artists have not been able to come together and form, I guess, their own union? Whatever accent me, but I all fit, but I form group with artists. Right. I, I formed the first group with young soccer artists and we're going nice, we're coming together, cool. Big up everybody in that group. But that is not working in fact, bro. If that person understands the history of, 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 of this art form and the rivalry that runs so deep, that was born from competition and personal back and all and that kind of thing, it will take time. But my first step, I just form a little WhatsApp group with all the young entertainers in China and Tobago and we talk plenty and we vibe. Yeah, just see that to the next comment. So you're getting real exclusives here. All right, bro. I take it. No, I take it. 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 It's important. That will come. Yeah. That will come. That, that, that will come. And the head of that organization cannot be an artist or an artist manager or producer. That has to be an executive business person to really decide and make sense of it. Because at the end of the day, you don't want any bias. It has to be totally impartial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I'm coming from. Um, once again, people, if you guys have any comments that you want to share, uh, see any YouTube comments. I get in one or two of the Facebook comments, but yeah, the moment it's out of cut. Yeah, exactly. So I wanna I wanna wrap up quickly. Um, let me see. Looking well, do who else do you love to do a collaboration with on your local scene? You know, anybody you collaborate with me? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've been paying homage a lot to, to some of the greats um, when it comes down to the industry. Um, 
do you think that the seasonal nature of carnival is what may have contributed to the appreciation or sometimes I would say the lack thereof of some of the individuals that we have in the industry, the stalwarts of the industry, have built the industry. And we always hear the talk about, you know, well, we wait until this one gone or wait until this one sick or wait until whatever that we're not really appreciating these people as much as we should. Um, do you think that that is because of how the industry has been designed or is it for some other reason than that? Shout out a song called Sing Boy Sing. Don't worry <laughs> about nobody. Right. I know the next time, but all I need to say, and when you're dead, the government go bury you. Sing right. boy, sing. But <laughs> honesty is honesty is key here, man. Honesty is key. <laughs> Be transparent, dude. Where where what the where where really trying to ask me right now? I, 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 all right. So I see Crystal Foster put this comment before, and this is something that we were speaking about um, last week um, with the passing of uh, Saint Sandra. Yeah. All right. Um, we were we were discussing the 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 this idea in Trinidad and Tobago that a lot of times we don't really look at these people as cultural ambassadors who take our historical elements of our country within the music and within the art form, and they pass it on from generations. Look how many people have learned from Sandra as a artist, right? And as, and a, and as a, again, as a cultural ambassador in the, uh, in the country. Um, when you take a look at anywhere in the world, um, you see people who are cultural icons being treated at a particular level of, um, not just respect, but yeah. people look at them in a certain way. Yeah. And I, I think in many ways it's because as an actor or as an actress or somebody in music, you're doing things for the things for the entire year. And then on top of that, you contribute to the fabric of the of the country in a particular way, whether on social issues or whatever. But for whatever reason, we again have a seasonal time of the year. So I don't know if it is that because of that, that has contributed to sometimes us not being able to appreciate these cultural ambassadors in the way that we're supposed to. Do you think that is the case or is something deeper than that? Culturally, it's something deeper than that that I really don't understand. I heard theories about the kind of slaves, or sorry, the kind of enslaved individuals that were brought here in comparison to other Caribbean islands. I hear all kind of thing. I don't know why it is in like that, but with any art form, art form, bro, with the limited creatives right now. Yeah. I been in certain spaces, bro, amongst elderly Calypsonians, and I've been shunned. Hmm. As simple as asking for a, a, a elder for a picture. Wow. And they run me. Wow. So, if you push in that kind of energy in an art form, Wherever you get the universe is where you will get. Right. If you hear, the only way you could be when you reach your climax is go down, right? Right. On your journey down, if you're not interacting with who coming up, you're going to create a kind of weirdness within the universe now. And that is why the appreciation level is so low now. Yeah, yeah. So me coming up, I go in another kind of grievance now. 
because that's how I really feel. Yeah. So when I I wouldn't enter Calypso Monarch again because of how I feel about certain things. Right. And what about all the other young people who feel the certain who feel that way like oh, funnels because plenty of people don't know I start in Calypso. So when I get here Calypsonians talking about why this guy here when Alphanals on the Calypso Monarch final stage. But Alphanals start here. But yeah. you know as a soccer artist. But you didn't realize that this, this youth was born out of Calypso. Yeah, yeah. So it come like, we had to fix things in the home first before we start to blame any other them fans and any, anybody else of the nation as to why they don't really respect us like that. We quick to blame fans, eh? <laughs> no, no, plenty of things are fixed within the art form, bro. Yeah. What's yeah. Jamaica? If I ask you, who is the man responsible for us knowing Popcorn? You will tell me. Right. Correct. Who bring her fun? Nobody. Yeah. You'll find any pubs fight up to get through. <laughs> who bring okay. pretty? Nobody. Nobody, yeah. Who brings second star? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. That is what's going on here. So we need to kind of create a kind of space where each one teach one. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that it's holistically like that, you know, but the percentage real low. Right. So generally speaking now, the government, they ain't seeing much camaraderie taking place. Mm. And this is what we as artists have to understand now. We have to present ourselves in a certain way. Yeah, 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 yeah. For people to respect us. Yeah. And that is when we would start seeing changes taking place. And I that's why I would take this opportunity idea, Shamari. Big up to people like yourself and all the stakeholders who are actually doing something in this downtime. Who yeah. fight up to present some way, some form, some fashion. Thoroughly keep the culture alive and give the fans and them something to consume. Okay, everybody going through it. Yeah. All of us going through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is it. I I believe so if I say no seasons, it starts with us. Why so kind popular all over the world, boy? Because back in the day, Colonel Roberts told me his father was more concerned about going in the Queen's Park Savannah to compete in a Calypso monarch. <laughs> Rather than continuing to sell five hundred thousand plus albums, we get gold first, brother. Wow. Dance hall ain't get gold first, hip hop ain't get gold first, and plenty of people there know that. Yeah. But Marley have an interview on YouTube where he say, Yeah, man, me used to listen to Kaiso, Calypso, that was the genre before. Yeah. yeah. So until we understand where we really come from and our true words, that is when everything else gets started to make sense when it comes to respect and growth and development, brother. Yeah. I talk plenty tonight, you know. No, 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 I appreciate it. And I think I think yeah. we'll close. I think we'll, clo we'll close up there because we have other stuff to do. And yeah. um I, now I really appreciate the time tight. And again, when I designed the Creative Collective podcast, is a means where people could hear your thoughts and views on different things. Because again, I I I kind of tired of people boxing creatives in a particular way, mm. right? And as you rightfully say, and I take that correction straight, eh? it's well, not that. also there's no soca artist, no, right? No, I, I just, I just, hours, bro. You're just hours. You're not a soca artist. And I think that now, especially in this reset, this is one of the most important times that we could utilize to actually kind of know more about ourselves and understand how we're going to get to where we're going by understanding where we're coming from and the Excellent. changes that we, that, that we need to make. So Excellent. that is the purpose of the conversations like this. 
And I really, really thank you for your time tonight, brother. I know you've been busy. Yeah. I really, really grateful. Grateful. And as I tell everybody, make sure and go to Irfan page and check out Grateful. If yeah, youtube.com slash Irfan Alves TV. E-R-P-H-A-A-N-A-L-V-E-S TV. Yes, make sure and check out Irfan. Irfan, but on our real though, what are we doing Carnival Monday and Tuesday, dog? Like, oh, you go on that day? Yes, dog, we have our plan. It's two It's less than two weeks. It's <laughs> less than two weeks. Something has happened, you know. I don't know what you were. Something has happened. According to Gallen, all houses road, missing all houses road. You know, for the last for the last two years, I have not even been in Trinidad for carnival. As a Dominica carnival for the last oh, two years. Yeah, not but no, but Dominica carnival is still our vibes. It's still our vibes. I know there's so many calls. It's at that time I see pretty leaving. He, he, I'm meeting by that here. I see that, you know, he, you know, he's just like if you're leaving from uh, Nelson, Nelson Mandela Park. Nelson Mandela Park, no, yes, yes, yes. So what's the, the little roundabout to go around the savannah to leave Port of Spain around the west? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I walk in into town. And pretty walking out, I say, "Why we go? I say, "Why I go London?" But I say, "Man, man. <laughs> I would leave like within the season, January, February, but I see Monday and Tuesday. I have to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is a that's a serious tabanka that we we going to be facing in the next couple of days. So this but, is the first time I'm going to experience it. I never thought I would have, but I am going to. Yeah, but uh, as I tell people, check on your carnival friends. Check check on your check on your check, check on your carnival friends in the next couple of days. It's a serious thing. It's a serious thing. And yeah, 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 that's before I leave. Um, the first time in January and February for like six years that I have been consuming alcohol during this time of the year normally. <laughs> uh, no real talk. January the first, I stopped drinking alcohol once it's carnival time season. To preserve, to preserve the voice and the vocals. Everything. Right, yeah. The well-being of my aura, the right. voice, health. Mm. I like to be right up. You know, during this time, is a kind of tricky little time to it. Yeah, yeah, one to one. Oh, I mean, I don't deal with my mental health, so I say syndrome. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, I can drop it back again for the 40 days and thing up and thing up and thing up. So, we, so you're starting back training from Ash Wednesday? Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, we have a big thing with this with this podcast, and we like to hold people accountable. Eh? So, so to everybody that tuned in, they can tag you and say... Six uh, pack by, by when? Say that again? Hashtag EA six pack August. Six pack in August. All right. So that is the accountability challenge. Eh? Yeah, you put that out in the universe. I'm making sure and clip this tomorrow for people to remember that. So man my All right, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, once again, I want to talk you for the time tonight. Um, yeah. shout out to to to, to the, your friend who ended up getting the towel and she faced a little bit earlier, but you know she was a she was a good sport about it. She was a good sport about it. But yo, we're going to pick up soon. Thank you so much for your time and be blessed, all right? Excellent. Thanks for yeah. the time as well. Keep doing your thing, bro. I like this. Let the artists come and share the views. I spoke a lot of things that I never spoke before. This I feel it's wrong, you know. I feel it's wrong for that. Nah, I was drinking Coke. That was, I was yeah. drinking Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking, so, bro, I'm going to drink later. Blessing some my boy, Darren. Come in just now. You're with the Eli Lime, right? It, less than 10 people all yeah. Less all than 10 people. Right? Right? Everything, right, everything. Much love, brother. Excellent EA. We signing out. Yeah, man. Be blessed. This has been the Creative Collective Podcast, hosted by Shomari KRL.